Welcome to Vanguard Radio. The Aryan Alternative. News and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Issue 2 is available now. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right. Take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Welcome to Goyfire. We have House Committee Approves USAID to Israel. We've got a Fox News executive honored by Jewish Community Relations Council. Two soldiers fragged by Spick in Iraq and uh, numerous TND stories. And we're going to wrap up with uh, the coverage of the Aryan Alternative in white neighborhoods in the USA. So our top story tonight is the House Committee approves USAID to Israel. The Bush administration is formulating a new $3 billion international aid package for Palestinians. The U.S. House of Representatives Appropriations Committee last Thursday approved the annual U.S. aid package for Israel for the 2006 fiscal year. The package includes $2.28 billion in military and $240 million in civilian aid. Aid to Israel is part of a $20.3 billion foreign aid bill, which the committee unanimously approved. So this is a, a huge number of dollars uh, being sent to Israel, um, and this is 2006. Uh, what What is this money going towards? Besides shooting children in the nuts, take a look at the Fortune 500 or the list of the top billionaires or the top richest people in the world and how many of them are Jews. Let those bastards fund Israel. I don't want to pay it a penny. I'll pay it to drown itself in the Mediterranean. Uh, I was watching the APEC conference on C-SPAN, and they had this this one Jewish up there looked like Elvira, and, she, and they were talking what to do when they uh, if they uh, leave these settlements. And they said, uh, well, they tear down these houses, and a lot of them were built with U.S. money. Uh, imagine in this country, not only are, are they uh, forcing people of, of different races to live within the same areas by their federal housing, <clears throat> you know, they make communities with, they'll put a mental health center in the middle and, and invite black people and Mexicans, and then they have townhouses for white people and throw them all in there in these spread out communities and subsidize. They'll even subsidize private contractors. Well, they're doing the same in Israel, but in Israel only Jews can live there. Anyway, they said, well, what are we going to do with these uh, houses? And they made the point amongst themselves, well, you know, by international law, we can leave, their, leave them or tear them down, whatever we want to do. And so you build them, and, and they can do whatever they want with them. That's what they're telling you. Yeah, they, they build fences that, you know, discriminate racially against their uh, Palestinian brothers. And uh, you, you try to get any federal funds out of the U.S. Where, for your institution that discriminates sexually, racially, or any other way, and they'll laugh at you. Obviously, what we're saying here is Israel doesn't deserve a penny of our money. They ought to start paying us back. Uh, the, these suckers, not only did the Israelis murder JFK, they attempted to murder uh, Harry Truman. The, uh, I believe it was Irgun sent him a uh, letter with uh, chemicals in it that happened to be intercepted, but they're, uh, 
you know, and apart from their attack on liberty and their co-opting us into a bunch of their their struggles in the Middle East and creating enemies for us, they don't. They are our worst enemy. I don't even know if we have any other enemies besides Israel. It'd be interesting to see. You know. Well, this uh, case, this heat is uh, being turned up on Franklin and uh, the five connection from the Pentagon and the uh, AIPAC, uh, which um, is that's that's picking up steam in the press. Are these things irrelated, or are do our our uh, tax collectors um, just are just free with our money and uh, are 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 sending it? to Israel just for beneficent reasons. Well, APAC, uh, apparently, they have are going to indict two of their guys. And so they're getting a little bit worried, trying to find... Uh, yeah, there's the Mr. Rosen. Uh, was. Uh, see that? The forward is seeing a result of FBI probe may harm APAC's reputation. APAC is like the, sure. uh, what, the biggest pro-Israel lobby in D.C. And yeah, we're discovering everything. They're yeah, worried. The, and these are they just held their annual meeting what in May and this is where all the U.S. congressmen go and try to become Jewier than Jews you know and pledging their everlasting support just like that one Judeo-Christian you know if I I love American Israel by gosh if I ever decide between one I would choose Israel and uh, that's the general attitude of the U.S. Congress is completely supine and bought out but uh, anyway there must be one or two semi-loyal people who are still investigating these Jews because they say indictments are expected soon against two former APAC officials, Steve Rosen and Keith Weissman. But then also this uh, Doug Fife is apparently involved in this. Now he's out of the Bush administration. But uh, Well, he orchestrated the Iraq war, or was one of them, wasn't yeah. he, along with uh, Wolfenzone? Or, uh, Wolfowitz. He's the, yeah, he's part of the Clean Break Club and, and planning their... Uh, Policies. This APEC stuff goes back. It was one of the major presidential candidates in the last presidential election. Uh, one of his, actually, actually it was Al Gore, I do believe. One of his uh, top guys had been the director of APEC. And mm -hmm. most Americans now, all of you people listening, just think about it. Emotionally, how much, not white nationalists, okay, but people who are new to this, how much do you identify with Israel? Most people think, oh, gee, they're our best friend over there. If it weren't for Israel, we'd really be sunk. And these kind of uh, premises are built upon such a, uh, a looneyism that uh, it just goes beyond belief once you dig and start to read it. For example, I've talked before about uh, Ovadia Yosef. Uh, there's another rabbi over there who uh, his whole family is just indicted. He's a, a Sephardic rabbi too, uh, Orthodox. His whole family was indicted uh, for kidnapping. They, their daughter got involved with some guy and they... they in the case of Ovadia Yosef, though, he runs the Shah's party, and they literally represent 10% of the people. So it's just as it is in England to a certain extent. I mean, they have a parliamentary system, so they have to have cooperative governments. You know, they have to rely on the minority elements. Well, in the Shah's party, they literally do not work. Uh, they, they'll study the Talmud and the Torah, and they get about 10% of uh, U.S. funds. So imagine one dollar of every ten you send over there, and it, what is it, ten million dollars a day? Essentially, we're hauling into. We might as well just haul it right on a, a platform on a C-130 in gold bars, because uh, it's real and it's there every single day. And uh, Yosef has said that he believes in telling the future by by looking at his stool in the toilet. He's actually been quoted as this. I mean, these people are. They're, they're are just you saying that that our money that we work to earn is being used by Jews to? Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> scoop not only Jews, out of but a boat uh, and study it. Yeah, a stool. That's right, a stool soothsayer. And <laughs> you know, as if the Bible's not bizarre enough in and of itself. They don't have those at the county fair. <laughs> well, look. <laughs> Maybe you live in the wrong county, buddy. <laughs> and if you look at this guy, he wears all black. He's got gold bro brocade. He looks like John Philip Sousa or something. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> what is your objection? <laughs> this stool contains wisdom and corn kernels. <laughs> but well, speaking, speaking of stool uh, decipherers... Um, there's Roger Ailes, uh, chairman and chief executive officer of Fox News, was the guest of honor last week at a gala dinner of the Jewish Community Relations Council of New York held at the Plaza Hotel. The council is an umbrella body that coordinates some 60 local New York Jewish organizations and represents them to the government and fetting of the combatively conservative media chief, a media advisor to presidents Nixon, Reagan, and Bush Sr. raised some eyebrows. One council member group, the Workmen Circle, protested the choice of Ailes as very decisive. But a host of luminaries from the left as well as the right turned out to applaud, including Merrimax Films founders Harvey and Bob Weinstein, who bought a full-paged ad in the Dinner Journal, and former President Bill Clinton, who prepared a video greeting that saluted Red State Roger for his concern for security for the state of Israel. Americans need well, to understand the uh, extent to which uh, Jewish people are, are political, and some of them have the intimation, but uh, they just can't lie down and accept it forevermore. And the Jews understand that societies, and they've understood this historically for hundreds of years, as we pointed out in past Goy fires, they understand that societies are run from the head down. And if you just go and look at the Federal Election Commission campaign reports, and if you ever look at those files, it's just amazing. You know, it'll say uh, a, a dentist, some dentist in New York is contributing to somebody in Georgia. The, and investment counselors, housewives, you know, I've cross-referenced and seen Jew housewives uh, sending money all over the country to different people. And, and some of them aren't even Jews, they're just leftists. But they're just all over the map. They essentially control our media and our government, and they do it through this uh, APEC and, and uh, organizations like this, this uh, Institute for Judaic Law we've published about on GoBNN.com, and most people don't have any idea about this. I mean, and if you tell them, they think that's some sort of paranoid fantasy you're having. No, it's not a paranoid fantasy. They have these big uh, fets and uh, fates and uh, dinner, am I saying that right? Uh, two pronunciations, I guess. And, uh, um, yeah, what, what gets me is that, that, yeah, 60 organizations in New York alone uh, were represented here. And who do they get? A big conservative editor of, of, of uh, Fox News. You know, why would he be celebrated? Which is like wagging the dog. They got Hoffman the Jew to play. You know, this is what they do. The Jews are at the top, and they're, and they're calling the shots. They want Ailes. Ailes is a, is a Chavez Goy, but... Uh, well, yeah, they just go got, for the uh, top power levels. Yeah, yeah and they've, they've succeeded. I mean, Fox is supposed to be the alternative to the big three networks. 
what we see here is that they're all unified when it comes to Israel. See, they may disagree on everything else, but when it comes to Israel and the Jews, why? They're all on the same page. I mean, you've got, you know, basically semi-porno videos producers, the Weinsteins, uh, Harvey and Bob Weinstein have produced a lot of sleazy and, like, even anti-Catholic movies, but does that bother Roger Ailes, a conservative, or does that bother uh, Bill Clinton, a liberal? No, hell no. They're not worried about <clears throat> offending Catholics or or Baptists. They're worried about Jews, and they come together to agree that uh, Jews are wonderful people, and their shitty little country is something that we all ought to get behind. And, you know, it's it really is all a big joke, and the joke's being played on you because they put up this illusion that there are two different sides, but on the essential stuff, there there isn't. There's They show you two different faces and, and but uh, there's only there's one reality. There's one head guy in the country. It's a, a Yiddisher cop, not a, not a dumb Goyisher cop. And it's not led in your interest. That's why you're paying all the, as we see, that's why you're paying all that money to Israel. I just want to say one thing about Ailes is they understand their market, and that is is that although they might not be very uh, profound Christians, a certain segment of Fox's market is, but, the, you know, yeah. a lot of them are nominal Christians. And so they've been taught from age of Sunday school, yeah, Israel's our friend. They're the ones that gave us the Bible. You know, God uh, yeah. God chose them. So this plays right into their whole thing, too, and they know that weakness. Do you think the Ailes is a Christian or believes that stuff? Of course not. He's a, a media maven. They know exactly what they're doing. So Yeah, they're, they're basically you listening to this. You, they're, you're an idiot to them. They're manipulating you to support Israel, and they, they do it a number of ways. They buy Christian leaders outright, like Robertson and Falwell, by giving them gifts. They they take goyish people in high places and they give them awards so that even the, the minority of people in the upper ranks of media who are not Jews and determining what you see on TV are, are, are co-opted into the Jewish system because, I mean, it that's all there is. There is no other ethnic network. There, there are only a handful of networks. They're run by the same people who deal among themselves. That's why everything you see on TV is ultimately the same and, and pushing in the same direction. Right. When you deconstruct the white networks, this is all that's left, and that's what they're interested in doing and continuing in doing. Hey, by the way, just let me tell you what the next wave is going to be, people. I know a lot of people who are even new to white nationalism or white racism you watching your TV and you go, what, what the fuck? One nigger after the other in every single commercial. The most sparkling personalities you could possibly meet, that's what they're teaching you. Well, wait a minute, because uh, Hispanics, right? They've already mm-hmm. exceeded the blacks. So where the mm-hmm. hell are they in the commercials? Now, when they start showing up in the commercials, then you're going to see that, too. You'll, you'll probably see about... Uh, Asians, uh, too. Yeah, uh, that's right. You see but some of that now, but it, it'll be a much... You know where you see yeah. more of that is on uh, uh, the, the Children's Network. They get that stuff started on Nickelodeon. What uh-huh. you've got is a Jew. Chains Betonoir is uh, Murray Rothstein, known as Sumner Redstone, who runs MTV. Well, the company that owns MTV is Viacom, which also owns Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon is the most watched channel by young children, just as MTV is the most watched channel by teenagers. So they get you, they get you growing all the way up. So that you're you start watching all these little shows that might be about a Hispanic family or a, or a, a black family, or you know a bunch of queers or and they mix all that stuff together and that's what your white kid is seeing and that's reinforced in the public schools, and there's no way out of the circle. Everything is pushing in the same direction and you kind of have to withdraw from it. Uh, and there, there, there's no such thing as really a good media source in the mainstream media because it's all promoting the same lies. And this party that we're talking about here with 
for for ales is just a perfect example of uh like you just said i mean there's 60 local new york jewish organizations almost Jew, uh, there's almost an organization for every single jew in the world and then you've got you know the medical it, it's an organization stacked on top of each other they're so organized and that's a part of the reason that they're able to become wealthy and, and dominate everybody else is that they are so well organized. And they have they actually have a literal plan. This, this is what is funny. It's not even a conspiracy. It's open. They, they meet every year in the Congress of major presidents of major Jewish organizations, and they lay, lay out a plan for the Jewish community in the U.S. and what their, what, what their agenda is and what they're trying to accomplish. That's the reason they get stuff accomplished. That and their effective stomping out of any... Uh, they nip in the bud any potential opposition from the whites who may outnumber them 100 to 1, you see. So you have to develop your own ethnic networks that empower yourselves and are viciously uh, antagonistic towards these these Jews who would cut you down. Yeah, a lot of times before Goyfire, I wanted to tell everyone we talk before we get going and uh, sort of uh, get our energies up, and, and oftentimes we wish that we would have recorded those. Well, today we were talking with Stan and... Uh, and uh, I mentioned this university stands in New Jersey, and uh, he knew it. The Stockton, I, uh, part of the name is Stockton, is it John Stockton? Richard Stockton College. Something, but anyway, they just had these Holocaust, uh, uh, supposed Holocaust oldsters that graduated there. And I looked up the university, and they have a Jewish studies and a Holocaust studies. And so when Alex is talking about organizations, I mean that's phenomenal. Are they going to have a Pentecostal? Can you imagine a state-funded? It's a state university. And they have a whole system on it, and you can get a degree in it, a minor in it, Jewish studies or Holocaust studies right there in New Jersey. Or it would be like having a Jerry Falwell or something like that. Or, you know, those are all private Bible schools, but these are public schools. Or have a public school that, that teaches a Tibetan Buddhism or something, I mean, as, as a minor. Uh, that's a little bit different because it has artistic elements and, you know, it's a... I, I don't know. It just goes it, on and on. Yeah, it's like Weimar Germany where the Jews had pretty yeah. much taken over all the official positions in society. And the Germans were, body politic was just getting sick and wanted to vomit right. them. And that's what really what the German nationalists were. And the same thing is developing in America. America is sick and almost something is wrong with basically everything in our lives. The, 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 almost everybody feels that to some extent and, and perceives it to some, that something is wrong on every possible level. What it is is we're sick with Jew. We've got a big gob of Jew in our stomach, and we need to vomit it out. Mm -hmm. And these, you know, these, they say, well, Jews control the media. Well, how come half the morons on Fox are, are not Jews? Well, they want to show you looking at you, so it looks like, you know, people just like me really believe this. Again, they're 2.4%. It might make sense to have some religious studies if it were Christian, because most of the people in this country are Christians. But why this little tiny dinky religion? Well, because... They understand that societies are controlled from the head down. And, and they've made and, sure they control the head, and your head, too. And that's why when you, you, know, you think you hear these conservatives, they, they don't anymore, but they used to talk against big government. Well, the Jew wants concentrated government. He wants everything run out of one or two tiny little centers where he can get his lobbyists and his bagmen and control it. It's much harder to control 50 disparate and, and distant states you know, each with their own legislature. And so everything that works for big government is working for big Jew and, and working against your local control. And they'll determine every jot and tittle of your life they possibly can right down to what your kid is reading in class because the uh, 
the education agenda is set out of the Department of Education. They determine what text you're going to be able to use. And it's just everything is centralized, simplified, and it pushes one agenda, and that agenda is the Jewish agenda. Even if you don't, even if you right now you're new listening to this and you don't agree that Jews control things, you would have to agree, I think, that there is one agenda that everything that you see on TV and in the papers pushes. I really think most people would agree with that. Now all you have to do is figure out whose agenda that is. Because you, you know that you're never going to open a paper and see an editorial criticizing, uh, say, gay marriage and, and saying that uh, you know, it's something bad. Or you're, you're never going to take any item in the liberal... You're never going to open the paper, a better example, you're never going to open the paper and see an editorial criticizing miscegenation mm. and saying that it's a really bad idea to expose white girls to... Uh, stuff that tells them that blacks make good potential. You would never open any paper or turn on the TV to any channel and see anybody say that. Now, well, you used to for 45 years ago. And some that. what happened? 45 years ago, you, on both those subjects, you could you could see why, that. Why, if we're what a free nation yeah. and people don't want to racially mix, can you find nowhere anybody defending that in any of the media? Well, is this liberal media? Is liberal though? Liberal. Let me tell you, my friend. Liberal is to Jew as a kind of crappy insecticide you can buy off the counter is to the professional stuff that you have to have a license to do, to use. You understand how dumbed down and kindergarten out you've been in America? You've, you've a kindergarten, garden of children, all right? You're in a, you're in a adult garden, and, 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 and you're being gardened, and... and do your kindergarten years. teacher. I want to hear the not, kindergarten teacher, Alex. You better make it simple now. Oh, I can't do it right now, man. I, Come on, children. <laughs> We're My not is, haters. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be a hater. No. And, you know, don't think. But, but the, the, the point is that, that you're not allowed to buy adult insecticides. Do you think, for Christ's sake, if you're not allowed to buy adult termite killer, why the hell are they going to allow you any kind of adult ideas? No, they give you the fucking pablum for morons that anybody who rejects their stupid schemes is a hater. And they talk to you with those big round eyes. You know how... Local news anchors and kindergarten teachers do. Maybe you need some milk and to settle down with a nice nap. No, you're you're getting a little bit rambunctious, you know. And they, they, they're acting like if you get tired of being treated as a kid, well, where we are is where you're going to head. Because unfortunately, it's reality that this tiny noxious group of people controls us, takes all of our money, and sends it to Israel. We're left with the droppings, which we have to share with the Mexicans that they let in. But most yeah. reasonable people know in the ebb and flow of historical civilizational uh, flows and changes and to and fro, there wasn't any hate, right? When they were over there in Europe and they were having an internecine battles and then the rivers or the streams would flow with blood when 50,000 men died in the same day, there was no hate there. There's it's, no it's, hate in, in their tricking us into wars in which we right. fought against our own brothers in World War to II, save their miserable asses. And uh, no hate there. They never shed any hate. It's all, all, all that matters is Jews. Oh, these Jews are so persecuted. Oh, you ever meet a Jew who didn't have, you know, 500 relatives die in the Holocaust? These, these people hardly breed, according to them. And yet they all have all these loads and loads of grandparents and mother and father and sister and brother who were all killed in the Holocaust. Yet somehow they survived to produce these whining bastards Mm-hmm. That, that seem to there seem to be more of them each year. <laughs> Metatesting. <laughs>
Well, what about all the Ukrainians and uh, and people in Russia who died at the hand of Lerventi Berian in the in the White Well, you Holocaust? see, they're actually dead, so they can't demand remuneration. Well, wait a minute, they must have because millions of relatives left. Atrocities. Yeah, but there's millions of their relatives. Where's all the? Why, why aren't they out there demanding this in the world uh, court and the world opinion? What happened to them? Well, they're just not like Jews are. That's what. Well, dead men tell no tales. So I guess that's dead. why the. Why the Jews are squealing uh, about the six million. The six million. But uh, on another front, we've got um, this uh, adventure in Iraq. GI is charged in Iraq deaths of two superiors. The United States military charged a New York Army National Guard member yesterday with fragging his commanding officers last week at a base near Tikrit, Iraq. I thought that ought to be a protected activity, right? Fragging. You're allowed to frag your officers. Right. No, the officer. All this right protected frag. is making that guy a sergeant. Don't ask, person. don't tell. It's protected. Don't yeah. ask, don't tell. You can frag yeah. him. You can Why frag not? if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Right. This is Go the ahead. second case of fragging uh, that's taking place, or at least the second known case of fragging, since Akbar threw a grenade in the early morning hours uh, into a tent of troops. Uh, the officers, Captain Philip T. Esposito, 30, and First Lieutenant Louis E. Allen, 34, of the 42nd Infantry Division, New York Army National Guard, were first believed to have died after indirect fire hit the window of a building they were in on June 7th. The criminal investigation opened, however, soon after the attack, found that the blast pattern was inconsistent with mortar attack. So we've got Staff Sergeant Alberto D. Martinez of Troy, <coughs> Michigan, being sent into the brig and will most likely be sentenced. Uh, well, here's a spick that's very unhappy in the multi-call. You know, white America wasn't good for enough for him. The multicult wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough that uh, he had all his benefits within the United States military. They said he sat at home and stayed in his garage, and his wife sat on the uh, porch and looked lonely. That's what the neighbors said. And he had painted out or blacked out the windows. So, again, the military will essentially take anybody. And, uh, you know, they'll even take people who have felonious records now. And they recruit in Tijuana. This guy, when you put people in something other than their own culture, they're going to be upset. And uh, as everyone knows, the Spicks are real clannish people. They like their own yeah. people above all. That's why they call it La Raza, the race. And they they do it with all impunity and all pride. And if you don't like it, hey, fuck you. That's their that's their attitude. So yeah, yeah, well, how can patriotism patriotism develop uh, under such circumstances of empire, where you've got yeah. where you've got enemies within the uh, Within the barracks, ready to frag. It's like mercenaries. We have mercenaries in our own country, and we pretend like they're they're our citizens. Citizens. Well, the the government has created a religion. I mean, it it, you know, it's funny you hear all these leftists talk about how oh the religious right wants to impose its morality on us. Well, listen to the radio. They play anti-housing discrimination crap all the time, and it's totally moralistic. Mm -hmm. It's not just a good idea. It's the law. And these little jokers are saying we we are forcing you to mix with people you don't want to mix with. And we're telling you, you that you're evil for resisting. Well, this is the same mentality that runs into Tijuana and grabs a turd out of the sewer and calls it an American and sends it over to Iraq to die, to, to, to fight to defend Israel. And, you know, America, oh, America, oh, what is America? You know, it's just an idea. It has nothing to do with blood or, or soil or anything. You ought to watch uh, uh, 
gangs of New York and see uh, Bill the Butcher defend the other side of that. America is not an idea nation. It's a nation of people who come from Europe. It's a blood and soil nation like every other nation. Nations aren't created artificially. And throwing us in with Mexicans and, and slaves and that stuff doesn't mean that we identify with them or have any interest in common. Race is nation. People want to live around their own. Whites always move around where other whites are. They move away from blacks. That's because your race is your nation. The people that you're descended from, the more they're like you, the more identity you, you, you feel towards them. Nobody identifies with Mexicans. Nobody feels Mexicans are Americans. Nobody feels Asians and blacks and these things are, are American. They're not Americans. They belong to a different race. We are the ones who founded America. We are the ones who made it great when it was great. The Jews are the ones who have taken it away from us and made it really a very nasty thing. Just yesterday on Fox News, I saw some Hindu, he looked like Deepak Chopra or whatever, and he's up there pontificating on the First Amendment. And he said, well, in this country, and as a matter of fact, he was contrasting it, as I recall, with Europe. So he's talking about our people in Europe, and he's on his high horse about it. And he said, well, you see, we here, we here have the First Amendment, and our forefathers. I thought, this guy, just think about it. I mean, this, this guy's got yeah. a lot of nerve. It would be like me going to India and planting myself there and living a... 20 years or something, and then going on TV and saying, oh, yeah, you know, well, that one white woman down there did that who was married to... Uh, His forefathers belonged to a, a cast of rat catchers, <laughs> most likely. Cow worshippers. It's so abnormal to see him on TV and talk about the Founding Fathers. I just found it really, really uh, offensive, just on the face of it. I mean, the guy has no shame. If I were if I were an educated non-white in his position, I think I'd say, you know what, I, this I just can't do this. Go on and talk about our founding fathers. Like, shut up, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. It, yeah you could uh, pontificate on Gandhi and what he really meant hey, for Gandhi the Indian people too. Yeah. You know that he he, he I, I don't have the direct quotes at hand, but I know that he uh, he he definitely wanted to make a big differentiation between coloreds in South Africa and niggers. Oh yeah, he, he did, especially a lot when he was young, when he was a lawyer. Yeah. Right. Well, he, he, where he does this term come? Where does this term "fragged" come from, anyway? It seems to have. Well, a, they, they did that in Vietnam a lot. They just. I'm not sure of the etymology of that. Yeah. Hmm. Does it, anybody I, know? It's a fragment gr grenade, is what. It I was going to say it had something to do with the root. Yeah. Had something to do with brother, like killing your brother. But uh, no, it's a fragment for fratricide. But why would it be fragged? They they use a. They were different types. But anyway, look, when these guys come back, we've talked about this on previous Goy fires, too. And most of them over there are white, no matter what the media tells you. Uh, the vast majority of them, and the vast majority of them in combat positions are white, and a lot of those are small town and, and, and farm boys. And when they come back and uh, they've seen and done all of this, they're going to be a little less willing to accept whatever Zog tells them over time. Throughout their lives. Imagine, you know, they're some of these guys 18, 19, 20 years old now. And they're well, going to be living until they're 50. And how good do you yeah. think things are going to be in 20 or 30 years for white people in this country? And those guys are going to be right there. They know about all of this that, that they were trained in. And they're going to have reactivity to it, too. It had a big effect on Tim McVeigh. And he said, the government made me what I am. And the government shows us by its actions uh, what's legal and legitimate and moral. And that's why he performed whatever role he actually had in the Oklahoma City bombing, is because of what the government had trained him to do in Iraq, and 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 you know basically rolling tanks over people and killing them alive, and what the government did in Waco, which is burn children alive, and the government and the media 
act as one in claiming that he was motivated by some book that, that uh, William Pierce wrote, when in fact he himself said that he was motivated by what the federal government did at Waco. That's how dishonest your media are. It's not that they're sometimes wrong about stuff or that they show a clear, even consistent bias. It's that they're liars. They do not tell you the truth because the truth is not in their interest. The truth is that the elite are led by the Jews and they work against your interests and the media is one arm through which they operate just as much as the Department of Defense is another. And that's why they did so well in bed together in the uh, in both of the Iraq or the initial campaign to take over Iraq. And, you know, the media tend to be lazy in any case and they just report what the reporters want them to and they're happy to allow the DOD censors to check what they're saying. And they think that's very patriotic. You don't see a lot of initiative in people going over there and actually reporting to you what's going on. Wasn't I don't have the article before me. Isn't uh, that, that officer's name Harris, I believe, right? Yeah, I think one of them was yeah. named Harris. I, I looked up. I tried to reach the, that, uh, the, the Spix family and the Harris family, but there are too many numbers in both those cases. In fact, Martinez's wife was living with her in-laws, I think, I read later. But anyway, I did want to say that I read that this Mrs. Harris, they had four children. I'm not sure if it was four boys. And she said she's just so angry. It's unbelievable. And she just has to pick up the pieces and... And, and continue on, which is a very quiet attitude. Yeah, I think that was but the Akbar case. This is Allen and uh, S.P. Um, how do you spell it? This is uh, Esposito. 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 Uh-huh. These are the two that got fragged in this particular yeah. case. But you're probably referring to the Akbar murders. Uh, so so now we've had these two fraggings, you see, a nigger and a spick. Now let's think about it. Those two the, uh, together are, what, 25, 26% of the population. So why are the two fragging incidents uh, uh, purposely murdering other troops, and they killed whites, uh, why are those uh, committed? Well, what are the statistical odds of that? You see? Well, well, it's so what is it, jealousy? Is it, is it cultural? Uh, they just couldn't t- stand and take orders from whites because they've been so acclimated by the Jew society, and uh, any white over them has seemed so stupid and nonsensical and, and uh, disconnected from reality to them that they just had to act like that, had to murder? Might be. I, I would tend to suspect it's something personal in this case. What I mean is, is I mean, they may not be used to that chain of command which whites are on top. You know, these guys are in their 30s. They've grown up with this uh, self-esteem pumped up, uh, I'm, re- I'm really somebody. I'm an illiterate fucking somebody. You know? yeah, well, I guess a lieutenant higher than a, than a uh, staff sergeant. Yeah. Right. Well, he's an officer. Yeah. What about a captain? Well, that's oh, higher. Yeah. Captain's higher than the lieutenant. But what I mean is, is Martinez was not. He was an NCO, right? Right. He was staff sergeant. Our, well, this segues well into our TNB section. Uh, we've got a nog who climbs building to rape a white woman. Uh, this was a fascinating case out of Delaware, Ohio. Uh, police say rapist Robert Hammond, 22, was found sleeping in a woman's bed Saturday morning. NBC. For as John Avakinik reported. Yeah, regular um, King Dong, huh? Right. Climbing the skyscraper. Uh, right. Uh, he had to climb up the railings on some decks. There are decks on each apartment. He had to climb on the first floor, the second floor, then the second floor deck. He extended himself out and hung off the window. That's what's so terrifying about this case. She had no reason to believe she was not safe that night. Yeah, follow him a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I know, man. I had divining rod or a grappling hook in one. 
climbing up the side of the building. The, the the French guy, where was it? Down in Taiwan or Singapore? He just scaled some sixty some story building free freestyle. He just wanted to get to the top, but the nigger got his divining rod. The nigger was he was just walking by in the street, man. His his dick poked up and started started heading towards something. I saw, I looked up and I see something. Now there's something I, I can get behind some federal money on that project. The <laughs> <laughs> nigger divining rods. What makes oh, it so? Man. God. He defied <laughs> gravity. And this, this this monkey falls asleep after... I mean, this is the kind of animal level of intelligence you're dealing with. And these things are called our equals. That is a sick joke. And it's not something that the blacks themselves could have brought about. Guess which party I'm going to blame for bringing it about. Yes, that's right. The Jews claim that we are all equal. I've never heard of a white man raping someone and then falling asleep in the bed after he raped her. Yeah, well, our next case involves... Demonic a, his work ethic is a little screwed up there, huh, Alex? <laughs> That's the problem. His work ethic. <laughs> they need a community college work ethic after you clamber up a building and, 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 and rape probably, white girls. How not to yeah. fall asleep. Give them some free, uh, 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 a little packet of crystal methamphetamine to smoke, you know, stop on the uh, eighth story and take a few hits of the crack pipe. Yeah, he probably asked her to cook breakfast for him, too, or something. Yeah, no dose for niggers. They really are like animals in kind of semi-human form. Yeah, well, our next case involves a shooting at a stoplight in Pittsburgh. According to uh, the parents, the driver of the car stared menacingly at their son, and the driver nodded back uh, and went to fiddling with a key. Uh, He heard a noise, and he thought it was the backfire of the car. Yeah, look uh, at that fucking nigger. I mean, you gotta, you guys gotta get on the VNN forum and check this thread out. I mean, this is just a, his lips gotta be two inches thick a piece. Yeah, I mean, a description of a goddamn nigger. And people, yeah. everybody, you can feel the disdain in my voice, and every single one of you listening to this feels exactly the same way about these goddamn animals. They're not human in the sense that we are, and for the Jews to sick them on us, and then they call us haters for resenting it. You think about how much hate there is in the Jews. That that they have they have mixed these creatures among us, and these these niggers don't go after Jews; they go after whites. And the the, the Jews teach your kid in the school that you are guilty, that you owe these animals something. Not only not supposed to resist, not supposed to have any bad thought about it. Yeah, well, you better. As a matter of fact, you better get on the bandwagon, just like that wigger down in Aruba yeah. with his hand signals and his uh and his leading people around on a leash. You better get on the on the MTV niggerized bandwagon, or you're going to be perceived as their enemy. What you're going to avoid when the kid life. We we <laughs> offer you life, literally life. These these Jews have nothing for you but death. Represented by this this nigger named Damon Woodson, you know, who shoots a guy because his car stalls out in front of him. He's got to well, be the bad nigger. Maybe he was late to some kind of party. I think something. you're a little critical there, Alex. The, the problem is, you see, the guy right. nodded back. He didn't understand what, whatever kind of signifying was going on there, you see. He, he his was real crime was he, did, he didn't know nigger signifying hip-hop, uh, whatever the nod meant. That's probably profoundly offen- offensive in the, in the Afro-nigger world. In the, in the monkey world, a yeah. nod is taken as a sign of aggression. Oh, right. we'll see. A, yeah. a description <laughs> of the shooter's vehicle, a maroon Ford Taurus, was broadcast over the police radio. Officers spotted the car, tailed it, and arrested Damon Woodson yeah. in front of a downtown restaurant right. on Ross Street. Again, you notice the complete the complete inability of the nigger to make any kind of connection between what he does and the almost inevitable consequence of that action. 
that's why we say that these are basically land sharks. I mean, you know, a lot of the time nothing will happen, and then a percentage of the time they'll do stuff like this. And they're too fucking dumb. They rape a woman and then fall asleep. You know, he, he well, shoots a guy at a stoplight with a fucking gun and it doesn't have any kind of escape plan or apparently even think, realize that it's probably pretty likely he's going to get caught. They're just niggers. They don't know what they're going to do. Look, there, 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 there were the stories in the past few weeks that we've covered right here in Goyfire, and one of them was the guy who off three people there in Virginia. Remember him? I've forgotten his name. What was his name? It was a funny name, too. Oh, that African that killed him at the law school? Uh, no, this one in the convenience store. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bowling for Immigrants. Bowler was his name. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Brick. His nickname was Brick. The Brick, <laughs> yeah. Friends call the Bricker. Thick as a brick. <laughs> anyway, so many he, was of these things. he was going into court humming him hip-hop, and then we have the one that works in the shoe store, in the Payless shoe store. And we and never, he, yeah. Yeah, he's musical, too. Did we? I, well, I, well, that nigger wrote something on the wall that the cops wouldn't reveal. Helter Skelter. All right, well, from Cape Town, just to know we're not alone in this global struggle, Cape Town robbers cold-bloodedly stabbed and killed a six-month-old baby girl in Lansdowne on Wednesday after wrenching the crying child out of a worker's grasp. Jordan Lee Norton was her mother's firstborn child. First dead child, too. Right, she was white, too. Yeah, she was white, a, yeah. There's a picture of her on uh, being in forum. Attractive uh, little baby is someone, you know, who has a baby myself. I mean, you can imagine how someone would feel about something like that. And that, and this is an inevitable and utterly predictable consequence of playing the great game of pretending that blacks are human beings when they aren't. They're animals who need to be kept under control. And they were when whites controlled their own nations. But today, children... Whites do not control their own nation. Our nations are controlled by Jews. Jews want to kill whites out of existence by racially blending themselves. So they pretend that blacks make great and wonderful partners for our daughters. Norton had said Dylan had pleaded with the men not to hurt the baby. After the robbers fled with a lock safe, which contained Norton's firearm, he found Jordan with a stab wound in her neck lying on a bed in a bedroom and ran to a neighbor for help. There's an interview with a female South African leader that's currently posted on govnn.com. And they make the point that in that country, whites, although they're an infinitesimal percentage of the population, I believe it's, what, around 2%, I think, very small. Although originally when they settled that area, there, there were no uh, well, those uh, Negroes there. They yeah. came in from the northern parts of, of uh, that part of Africa. But in any case, she said that they have affirmative action there for blacks. Mm-hmm. So imagine to live in a society in which you're an extreme minority and they still have affirmative action for the rest of them. And that's it'll happen in this country, too. It really exists already. Yeah, you don't have essentially, everyone has affirmative action except for whites right now. And, and, they, so and, and here's a media comparison I want to make. Probably you listening to this. Now, I want you to think back a few weeks ago to a month. There was a story about a couple of white South Africans and maybe one of their black farm workers feeding uh, some useless nigger on their farm to the lions. And that was reprinted in most of the papers in the U.S. Now, you just, you just, if you think back, you'll remember that story. You see if your paper runs this story about this baby named Jordan Lee Norton who was stabbed to death by a bunch of useless niggers. The niggers were robbing the white family, and they just did that as a parting gift, was stabbing their six-month-old kid to death. Now, you see if 
your AP reporter, and, and what you'll find is it won't be reported. It won't be printed in your local paper like it was in the Kirksville Daily Express about the, the farm workers because they can attribute the, the feeding of the guy to the lions to uh, evil white racism and the culture of violence. Oh, it's a culture of violence. It has nothing to do with niggers. It's violence, just like they blame guns instead of the people using the guns. So that's a perfect example of how the Jews who control the AP and the media will uh, determine which stories get played up and which stories get played down. Muslim. And why, why do they kill the baby, a little, little baby down there? Well, if you go to Solar General, S-O-L-A-R General dot com, you can find an audio file on there of Khalid Muhammad of Nation of Islam. And uh, Nation of Islam has just got hired, I guess, in New Orleans, one of their top guys to give the sensitivity training down there. Anyway, Khalid Mohammed went over to South Africa and he gave a very rousing speech some years ago. And he said, we have to kill the little white babies, the little blue-eyed babies. He said, why did he kill the little blue-eyed babies? He said, because they're going to grow up to oppress the black man. And then they said about white women, the military reinforcements roll out from between their legs every nine months. And uh, believe me, our, our birth rates are way below Spicks and niggers. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, rem I, I remember being in college when there was like 30 million South Africans and whites were like, what, I think like 5 or 6 million, something like that. And now there's already small. like something like 40 million South Africans, I think. Mm -hmm. It's incredible how quickly the, the, the niggers spread. And these people think AIDS is wiping them out. Look at the statistics. There's more niggers than ever. And they don't smell or think any better than they ever did. Now, whites are more than 2% of South Africa, I'm pretty sure. I'd say they're probably about 5%. Yeah, I'd read the number. But, uh, you know, they're obviously a tiny minority or whites, a tiny effective minority. And how come the one race that's capable of creating beauty and order is the one race that's not allowed to protect itself or its culture? And they teach little white kids in school that whites don't have any culture. They teach them that, like, Indians... And blacks and Mexicans and Orientals have culture and Jews have culture, but white people don't have culture. And they really, it, they believe it. They believe it like, gosh, I wish I came from an ethnic group that had mm -hmm. proud traditions. Mm -hmm. So you've got to keep your kids away from this kind of schooling. It's a very hateful kind of a teaching. Hey, let's segue into this. Uh, we could talk briefly, if I, if I might, about what's going on in the farms in South Africa and Zimbabwe in which the white farmers had formerly fed sure, yeah. the whole countries, breadbaskets. Well, this kind of attack just occurred in New York with this Hector de Jesus. Just like I was saying about the way they're not going to report the, the murder of this little baby because it was done by blacks, mm -hmm. uh, there have been a few hundreds of killing of rural farm couples in South Africa by gangs of, uh, of blacks because they want to drive the whites out of the land. And those do not make your paper either because they speak against the Jews' political agenda of race mixing. And what Craig's saying is now we've just seen the first of that type of thing here in the U.S., and he's done some interviews on it, and I'll let him detail it from there. Well, I have those posted. I haven't been able to get through to as many as I wanted. I had one. I don't have that one up. With a, I believe his name was Schlenker, and he sounded like yeah. you know, one of those special lawyers though, that we categorize, and he was talking about his client who was named, what was his name, uh, Maurice, some nigger, Maurice Lee, Marquise yeah. Lee, that was it. And uh, he's going to get that nigger off, he says. Uh, uh, he says, oh, no, my, my client doesn't, shouldn't have any charges against him. Well, the long and the short, it was Hector to Jesus. They heard this farmer carried large amounts of cash. And I know uh, 
when I was young, sometimes I would actually work for par- farmers. I'd pick peaches and tobacco a little bit, you know, in the summer. And uh, the, they will sometimes keep Craig, large amounts of Craig, cash to pay people. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Are you a wet bat? <laughs> no, I'm not a wet bat. <laughs> I, okay. Look, I was I a, Americans uh, wouldn't take those jobs, Craig. Well, <laughs> when I was a kid, as a matter of fact, as I pointed out before, I, I had a real privileged upbringing, but... Uh, uh, at a young age, I ran away and did what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to be a, I, I hate to use Eric Hoffer's term, but I, I like to be working, just a regular working guy. I just like it, you know. Yeah, but anyway, okay. that's what I did. You're right. And now I can't get in a lot of jobs. In fact, I was turned down by, by a mud, a naturalized American. Uh, she told me my United States passport was no good. And uh, that's yeah. what finally pushed me over the edge to be a racist because I wanted to survive. I should not have to endure this. My family's been in this country since 1632 in Plymouth. And if, yeah. you, if you tell this fucking uh, spicks like this, they, they don't even know what... Uh, you ask them sometime. They don't even know what the pilgrims are. You, you just, just try it. So you know what the pilgrims are? I you know remember driving... Yeah. Use Plymouth. They, they won't know Gima. Plymouth. Yeah, that's right. So that's an old car, right? They used to make it, didn't they? Yeah. Hey, the <laughs> niggers know... My brother had one of those. The niggers know what the marquee is. Was that a grand marquee, or was that just a regular marquee? So check this out. It gets pretty rich. Here, here it is. He's only 26, so I talked to his dad. <laughs> I, I'm talking to his dad, and I said, yes, sir, you know, I have to go slowly because his English is not so hot. Uh, supposedly, they're from Puerto Rico. I think I might have stated they were from Mexico. But, uh, what's the difference, you know? <laughs> I don't see any qualitative difference. Let's just say they are from Puerto Rico. So his dad says, uh, oh, yes, yes, he says, uh, Hector's in jail. Uh, and I said, well, I want to talk about Hector. And he said, well, which Hector do you want to talk about? And I said, you can't well, no. Yeah, well, I thought he was asking, do I want to talk about him or his son, you see? This is, there were several points in the conversation, but initially there was a big confusion. <laughs> and and I, I said, no, I'm interested in the son, sir. And he goes, which one? Which oh, one? I said, Hector's, Hector, sir. And he goes, which one? <laughs> which Hector? Which Hector? <laughs> Your son, Hector, sir. You're Hector <laughs> Sr., right? Oh, but you must be more specific. <laughs> I am Cornelio! <laughs> They, look, there are three Hectors, he said. So then I thought of three amigos. Nice and I said, well, which Hector is being accused? <laughs> I oh, that Hector. Hector. We have the Hector with the droopy eye, perhaps? <laughs> Hector with the trigger finger? Or with a stab mark in his cheek. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He told me the names. I couldn't catch him. It was all I could do to listen to the guy. But anyway, Hector's in jail. So he's 26, right? Well... Hector Sr.'s cousin said he's just a kid, 19 or something. Turns out he's 26. And his cousin-in-law is Mickey the Nigger. He's the 35, see. So he, poor Hector, he's got three little uh, half-picadinny spicks, and he's in a bad way now. His poor wife working there, she probably must be praying to Mary to beat the band. He's probably grabbing <laughs> the Hector. Band. Grabbing so the band, baby. And poor Henry Grupp, the fruit, fruit farmer, he's just stabbed dead. Forget him. Where did this take place? It was in... Uh, Livingston, New York, I guess it's in, uh, which is that county? I think Columbia County around the Hudson Valley somewhere. Yankee Jim told me about the story. I'm glad he did, too. But it's a little hard to follow. See, they don't want to cover it. So yeah, that, five that, of them. That, that were... did make the paper out here, I, no, I don't believe. No, Surprisingly they, they don't want to write about that. It's not on Fox, either. It's a pretty dramatic story, you know. In fact, they could do that and compare it right to South African Zimbabwe. Yeah. And in New York today, it, it seems that it's finally reached our shores. No, they're not going to tell you that angle. So this poor fruit farmer, a hard-working guy, you know how long it takes to grow fruit trees? This guy had been there all his life, I bet. And uh, he's gone. There's some white nice left. land in uh, in uh, upstate New York. I was amazed how white and nice a lot of the stuff like south of Syracuse is when I went through there. I hadn't realized. Uh, 
what it was mm. like. But I haven't been there for a couple of decades. I only but went to, through there one this, time. This is this is what's going on in South Africa, and it's going on in our countries. They're not happy, and it's not enough that they're raping our white women. It's not enough that they convince white kids to, uh, you know, uh, learn all their hand signals yeah. and their niggerisms. All that's not enough. It's not enough that they, that they we put them in universities whether they're sports stars or not, and pretend that they are equals. All of that's not enough. It, it, it's not enough that you don't say anything about it. You let them do it. And all that's not enough. Now they go into the farms where people actually produce food and, and yeah. kill an innocent man. Hey, I'd like to make a s- somewhat subtle point related to that, which is that you may have people you know or people your kids know. And you, oh, they're, they're, yeah, I know a lot of niggers like that, but... These are the good ones. These are the good ones. They all got a bunch of relatives. The one thing you know about every black and every Mexican in this country is they got a lot of relatives, and a lot of the relatives they got are pure D scum. And what goes from your kid or your mouth into the good nigger's ear or the good Mexican's ear, well, that tends to go through them to all the other Mexicans, and a very large percentage of those other Mexicans are extremely undesirable, quote, people, unquote. And what happens is sometimes some of those people get an idea to the extent that a black or a Mexican can get an idea. And their idea, as is often the case, involves robbing and murdering you to get your money or your whatever, you know, pussy you have stored there, like you know, your daughter or whatever, your wife maybe if you're out. And uh, this is what happens. This is what happened and, to Henry Groff. Yeah, that's what happened to this It's a rumor. Could so, be true, could be not true. It doesn't matter. Mr. Henry Groff is dead at a, at a, a horrible end and is... His family is mourning, and uh, that's it. And, and this is this the, is not yeah. abstract stuff. It's real. No, yeah. And you got to keep guns, and you got to you got to be wary, and you got to you got to know what's going on, and you got to defend yourself at all times. And that's about all you can do right now. There's going to come a day when the when it opens up, and we have a chance to get on top of the Jews who created this system. The Mexicans and the blacks are a headless communities. They don't have people who can think and figure things out. They can only do what they do because they, that's what they do. So that's what they be. They're only, they can only go so far as they're allowed to go. They're kind of like water or something. You know, it, it takes the shape of whatever the container is. Well, the Jews have dumped these things all over America and called it diversity and said, load, you know, it's good. Well, this is the result of that. They don't want to, they, they don't want to take any responsibility for it. And, and, but, and they're headless, but guess who their de facto head is? You know, you ever try to get a lawyer in this country if you're a middle class fucking, or lower middle yeah. class white? Impossible. ACLU, impossible almost. But you ever notice uh, all these spick and the Mexican uh, sure. uh, nigger murderers? They get the top lawyers in the country want to show up and take these cases. No money. Not even getting paid. I remember William Kunstler in the Black Rage defense with Colin Ferguson up in Long Island where he shot a bunch of whites on the uh, subway. I think... Good old Colin ended up defending himself rather wackily, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, the press down played that too, and that was purely done out of hatred for white people. A lot of these are. These are Taking not public the, defenders taking these cases always, Alex. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're local luminaries in the attorney field, and I guess the idea is that they get a lot of uh, you know notoriety or cachet with, with in the uh, you know sub world of lawyers. Oh, the true underworld. If yeah. they say, oh, we got him off, all right, I'll take him. Yeah, there's. I, I really believe Jews derive an almost sexual pleasure from literally shitting on things and figuratively degrading and destroying them. I think that's a large part of their, it's not even that it's a strategy to get them ahead. It's just they fucking like killing stuff. and They like messing, they like more than killing stuff, they like messing stuff up. They just like dirtying it and degrading it. They're nasty people. 
Yeah, the lawyer well, culture is so is so degenerative in this country, and that's why those lawyers, the Dream Team with O.J. Shapiro, whatnot, mm-hmm. they love cases like that because if they win, when the guy is clearly guilty, that is a is a bonus for their career. And they think they win if they get on TV. A lot of that, but it, you know, it, it always ends up. You know, you got a Jew reporter for Jew-owned court TV interviewing some. One of the ten Jews defending, you know, one non-Jew, and they're defending him in front of a Jewish judge. And there's hardly room for anybody else left over, you know, on TV anymore. It seems like. Well, again, this dovetails back to the law school thing because they have taken so many slots, and these people do become the arbiters and the uh, trendsetters of society, whether through uh, being judges, uh, lawyers in the criminal system, politicians. Uh, thinkers, so to speak. I mean, uh, they'll write columns. They they, they turn to uh, writing a lot up. Her, Geraldo himself is a lawyer. He's also a Jew. And so... Uh, the sexual congress is engaged in by one half Puerto Rican, half Jew. Geraldo need not be recorded for posterity. Beth Miller had a house on Kauai. You know, she spent a lot of years here, and, and they burned her house down while she was gone. <laughs> <laughs> the natives arrested. Well, the Aryan alternative has been in the news. Uh, in Charlottesville, uh, News 19 had a long video presentation on the distribution <laughs> efforts there, as well as WB38 in Tampa had an equally long video segment. So uh, the word's getting out there, apparently. Yeah, I talked to the uh, Charlottesville woman who turned out to be a black. Uh, but, you know, in other ways, it's like, you know, a lot of the ones who work for these local TV stations are generally fresh out of school, and they know at least 23 or 24 of the 26 letters. And that's about as far a claim for their literacy as you can advance. And Come uh, out of school? She looked like she came out of the coal mine. Yeah, she she did, but... Uh, I did notice she had very Aryan features, but with uh, dark skin, which is, you know, they obviously better than having some hood rat out there from the perspective of people trying to make money by selling you television. But she asked me some perfunctory questions, and we got off onto uh, an interracial rape, and I used that as an example. I thought she was white. So I said, well, you know, I said, the reason our paper exists is because we report the stuff that you will not report that people need to know. Like if, for example, if there was a gang rape of a white woman by blacks, we would report that. Your station would not report that. What if there was a gang rape by whites of the black? I said, well, that doesn't happen. You go to your Department of Justice, and you'll find it almost is literally true that whites very rarely ever rape blacks. So the only place that happens is in John Grisham novels. But, you know, you talk to these people, it's basically useless. The only, she didn't use anything I said. She just said I was a self-proclaimed racist. Are you a racist? Yes, yeah, you know, I, I don't even I don't even bother with stuff like bother uh, trying to define myself because they don't use what you say. Uh, but uh, this was a re- coverage was remarkable because they showed more of the paper than pretty much anything else I've seen. Uh, they they like the cover with the uh, uh, woman with big breasts on it, and then the dramatic headline, and then they showed some stuff from inside. They showed the uh, shot of uh, the reporter Shmuley that M.B. Forrest did in his cartoon with. Uh, Shmuley reporting on the uh, Matt Hale case. They showed that. They showed uh, the picture of the uh, guy who murdered Eric Bish, which is almost pretty close to where that took place because this is in the south. Uh, This was Virginia versus North Carolina where the Bish thing took place. But Bish was this graduate student who had 
developed a new strain of strawberry who's murdered by a typical nigger manimal of an IQ of about 60 and just, you know, killed him in the post office and got about 20, 30 bucks off of him. And boom, there goes a guy who developed a whole new fruit, right? And, you know, oh, niggers are our equals. Well, that, okay, one equal just killed one of our other equals. And they, they, they flashed on that. I never looked at it that way. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, I mean, how, how, you know, all race is is the acknowledgement that, like, some types of things are better than others. I mean, if you had two apple trees, two different kinds of apples, one apple is better than the other. That's not even really a fair comparison because the difference is so, so much greater. But it's like anything else. There are differences in quality between things. White people are self, just obviously of higher quality than blacks, taken as a whole. And that's all racialism is, is that, hey, we recognize that. We want to be around our own. That's why we always, I speak for everyone listening. I say, we move away from blacks, and we don't want to live around them. Well, I'd say and there's two, two principles at work. One's the racist principle, and the other is the nationalist principle. And racism is, I would say, the foundation for nationalist uh, organizing. Well, again, and, uh, as we were speaking before we started recording today, Aegis and Alex said, when we can get a white area, a white land, a white country, a lot of this trouble, all of it virtually, will fall by the wayside. We won't have the Jew there. Yeah. And then I made the point that in the early 60s, you know, if you walked into the post office, you didn't have to deal with uh, incompetent or, or hostile muds or anywhere else, for that matter. And if you look at old movies from that period, it's like watching an episode of The Twilight Zone because all the people are white. You know, the street scenes, everything. You know, there, there's the occasional one, you know, where they might feature, a, a, you know, some black dancing with Shirley Temple, you know, in the 30s. But I'm just saying, in general, if you watch a lot of that media, and as a matter of fact, they don't really, you know, they might on some arcane TV channel broadcast some of those segments. But uh, they're just huge segments, and everything looks orderly and peaceful, and uh, we will achieve that. I don't know when it's going to be. You know, even yeah. countries like Iceland and Norway, they, they're interested yeah. now in Sweden, are more and more interested in preserving, certainly Denmark. Denmark and, and, uh, and uh, the Netherlands are having absolutely violent reactions to this influx of, this forced Jewish influx of uh, uh, reordering societies from the, from the bottom up at the direction of the world Jew. Hey, Whites hey, worldwide are reacting. I'm sorry. Why is it that Jews force Mexicans and blacks in among us honest white people who don't want them, yet in their own country they build a gigantic wall to keep out the people that they don't like? Do you see a little hypocrisy there? Do you see a double standard? I'm making a rhetorical point. I want to make another point, though. This point is that, say, say the UN just decided, all right, you useless white people, we're tired of hearing you bitch. We're going to give you one continent. That continent will be, well, we'll give you Australia. I don't know if that's a continent or not. But it's a it's a fairly large landmass, but it's it's a small percentage of the world landmass. You you go you white people got Australia. You go enjoy your outback, you little you cheesy little white red bitches. Uh, I I can tell you if 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 it were guaranteed that Australia would be white, you would see so many tens of millions of people flocking there, and they knew that there wouldn't be any Jews in control and there wouldn't be any blacks or Asians or Mexicans allowed in there. You would see a huge percentage of the white people on earth leaving tomorrow to go there. And you listening to this know that that's true. If you had the chance to live in an all-white world that were guaranteed by law where you could be free, you know that you would choose that over that piece of shit that America has become under the Jew. I defy well, anyone listening to disagree with that. That's the thing. Racism is really 
uh, a secondary effect to this multicultural polluting of white society. It's it's a su problem that wouldn't exist in a white society. It's literally a survival instinct. Yeah, the the difficulty is we can't see the Jews who are controlling things because they kind of look like us. So we that's why we have to identify. That is where the education is needed, not in the fact that we have higher IQs than blacks. Nobody cares about that. I mean, it's self-evident to anybody, and if they can't see it, explaining it to them is a waste of time. We understand that we're different and better than blacks and Mexicans and that they're undesirable and we don't want to live around them. And Asians may, you know, whatever. They're not, they're not as inferior as those others, but we still don't want to live around them. Well, the education is needed on the Jewish thing. The Jews are the ones who queered all these laws, who wrote the laws, or who twisted the laws, whichever they had to do, to force these people among us and to force us to like it. And, and, and to prevent us from resisting it. So that you hear on the radio all the time, you're anti-housing discrimination ads. It's not just a good idea. It's the law. You have to subsidize these niggers to live among you and rape your daughters and kill your son. Because we say it's good. We, we, we say that it's good for you. That's the thing about Jews. It's, it's, their, it's their good that's being pursued. They feel that diversity is in their interest. Although we can objectively prove it's not in our interest. But they and they're leading this they, in virtually every white country in the world. You know, the Japanese would not yeah. tolerate this. Imagine whites showing up there and going on Japanese TV and said, well, we're the Japanese-American citizens. Yeah. Uh, but you know, yeah, you know, we're whites who live in Japan. Well, yeah, right now yeah. we're only 4% uh, of the Japanese population, but we're Japanese just like you. And, but they even and, work on Japan. I've seen through the Washington Post, they try to, they constantly attack them for not letting in all the uh, other Asians and other, other uh, Arabs mm -hmm. to diversify. And they go, oh, they're going to they're gonna have a real problem because their people are so old and dying out. Like, that's mm -hmm. a totally insoluble problem in any way other than forty <laughs> millions of third-worlders. Well, they let, they, they let Filipinos go up there, Filipino dancers and prostitutes. They, they have whole districts that are the, the, yeah, wrong. What is the even wrong if you district? let people in, if you, if you don't give them citizenship and they're culturally looked down on, uh, there's not that much they can do. But the Jews right. are always, Jews set up problems. I mean, they, 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 you know, you've got Daniel Pipes and this, this clown Schwartz, who is one of Hor, uh, Horowitz's liars. They set up like, uh, you know, Committee for Pluralism in, in, in Muslim. They set up these front groups under neutral or even hostile names that they are the ones controlling, and they're trying to redefine constantly. They're trying to redefine anything opposed to them or channel it into a safe area. For you people who are too young to know, David Horowitz was the editor of Ramparts magazine, which was a radical communist rag. And, and, and if you didn't like what Ramparts w uh, was like, in the uh, in the mid '60s, well, they knew yeah. you won't like what's going on now today in this country because everything Ramparts promoted essentially exists right now in this country. Well, Ramparts he's a, he's a communist now. now. He's a neocon. He's a conservative. <laughs> he's a communist. What do you want to buy? That's what I'm selling. Uh, another no, one at that time was exactly, Scanlon's yeah. magazine. You know Scanlon's? They didn't last long, but they made a big splash, and they were uh, side by side popular with Ramparts. Scanlon's had big ads about how to uh, fake. Make, you know, print your own credit cards, get the machinery, where to buy it, you know, photo by photo step about how to do credit card fraud. And this was left communism. Uh, people remember that. Some people listening to this remember that. When I saw the Scanlon's issue, I could yeah. not believe it. Very uh, high production values in Scanlon's. You could buy it in, you know, major cities all over the country, right up there next to Ramparts, David Horowitz's rag. The Jewish yeah. stuff always somehow gets on the newsstand, you know, yeah, where the Aryan right. stuff does. Or the television, yeah. Yeah, and it's never called hate when when it's Jews killing tens of millions of whites. Never called hate. When we object to it, it's called hate. So you, if you don't understand the Jew, there's nothing more important than that that Goyfire can teach you.
because that is the essential. That is that is the the pivot on which everything else turns, because that is what created the America that's that is increasingly unappealing. To yeah, did I say he was the editor? I think he was the scum. publisher too of Ramparts. Wasn't he the publisher, Alex? Do you remember? Um, God, I'm not sure. He was uh, either one of two or just certainly he was the, the main guy with yeah, Ramparts. The point the point is he was a commie in the '60s. He's a neocon after having second thoughts in the '90s. But all the time he's been what he always was, which is a damn Jew. You a know, very a heavy Zionist neocon, too. Very yeah, heavily a communist and a Zionist, right? And a yeah, cons- that makes sense. Jews right. or whatever. Well, only white people have the. They stick to their opinions and they believe that they're principled. But Jews, they're here, they're there, they're up, they're down, they're behind. I mean, they don't. The Jews come in a hundred different flavors. They're, they're, well, listen, they're almost all the land in Israel is owned by the Jewish Authority. You know. They're the mm-hmm. biggest commie uh, uh, country on the world, more than China. Yeah. They, you know, what they do is depend on our free money. We bail them out, and they oh, have their they're... agents in this country. Then they pretend like they're white. They're not white. Most whites think they're white. They can't Jews, even identify yeah, them. Jews in this country tell you, you, you have to rent your house to who we tell you. you. You have to employ who we tell you. But in their country, non-Jews can't own property. So think about that. So, so you know, we we aren't able to have the same freedom they have, yet our tax money is taken to subsidize these goddamn Jews. There's a complete double standard that favors and, Jews and, just and, across the board in America. And if you want to know about terrorism, you know, terrorism is the big buzzword along with diversity and hate. Let me tell you, uh, Rabin was in the Stern gang. Rabin was a, was a killer. And they killed the United Nations diplomat, Folk Bernadotte, in 1948, I think it was the King David Hotel that blew up. And they, they massacred 200 people on the beach, too, uh, 200 totally unarmed people. And this is besides the big massacre Sharon was involved in in uh, Lebanon. They're, they're, they're mass killers, and they, they founded that country on terrorism, and now all of a sudden terrorism's bad. Oh, it was good when they were trying to go in there and take over in the Palestinians' fruit farms in Haifa and right on the beach. Oh, yeah, terrorism was good then. But now all of a sudden it's bad, and especially when we white people start to talk about, uh, oh, if you use the word white, you're a terrorist. How do we know? Yeah, well, for yeah. example, the FBI in Arizona has issued an actual bullet, and they said if anyone has an inordinate interest in the Constitution, well, what does that include this uh, <laughs> this Hindu talking on Fox I was mentioning earlier? How about him? No, he doesn't fall <laughs> into that purview. How about appreciation for uh, they're they're not having the right to search your papers without having due cause? Yeah, I mean that's and a, then, yeah. And when they do find someone, then they print it up. They said, "Oh, he had a swastika. He had a book by Doctor William Pierce." And then all the kindergartners oh, yeah. go, "Ooh, throw him <laughs> in the slammer." Oh, save me, mommy. <laughs> Save me from the evil man with a bad symbol. Can I have my... All right, you know, <laughs> closing statements, anybody? Round up this massive, massive... Uh, yeah, I'd like to say something. Yeah, go ahead. I'd like more people to join our forum. We have a good crew now, but we've had some really good sign-ups lately, and we have the usual masquerading antis and muds, but uh, we've had a, some very good sign-ups, and Alex has said he wants to move this to activism. And we don't have any choice. It's get active or die. Go VNN.com. VNN Forum is where we talk VNN every day, Forum. 24 com. hours a day. Europeans, Americans, uh, Nordics, we're on there. Talking about the things we're talking about here and working together. And we do want you. Yeah, we want to, we want to take action. The people in Stormfront can uh, swap chocolate cake recipes and talk in general and uh, about meeting uh, uh, boys and girls, but... 
we really want to take it to a different level. I don't know what happened to Stormfront's tabloid. I guess it languished, but that's, I think, what uh, sets us apart, and we want to continue in this vein. We want to continue. We will. And we need help. We need more to another level with his firsthand reporting on a lot of these stories that we've been talking about in the last two to three weeks, and all that's going to continue, and why don't you join in? Why don't you help us, you, you out there listening? Tell us what you're seeing in your area. It's always very interesting to hear of the specifics about a, a, a certain section of the country where maybe a lot of the people haven't been and they don't know what it's like, uh, even apart from the racial stuff. I mean, just uh, tell us what's going on. People want to know about it. You can be anonymous. You don't have to come out or anything. You know, just uh, if you're afraid of repercussions in your community, you just sign on with a handle. And yeah, we don't, we don't check any of that stuff. We just keep We just keep some of the... We keep the moronic stuff off there, and uh, we let people have their freedom and say what they want, just like it was a free country, kind of like it used to be. But we are pushing toward activism above simple discussion. And remember, we are the good guys. And this is uh, ages saying if you want a white country, you're going to have to work for a white country because nobody else is going to do it for us. Uh, We're getting stronger day by day. These broadcasts are an indication of that distribution efforts are increasing daily Uh, get on the winning side get on the right side fight for that white future till next time America this is Aegis wishing you the best of goodbye the Aryan alternative news and views for white you won't find anywhere else the Aryan alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Issue 2 is available now. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right. You're listening to Vanguard Radio.